Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of A Call to Leadership. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, your host. I am so glad you are here. On this episode of today's show, we're going to talk about one aspect of leadership that must never leave your purview if you want to be the kind of person who influences and influences well. As you know, leadership involves discovery, involves influence. Most importantly, it involves achievement. And how do leaders become those who actually achieve what they hope to achieve? They do it through understanding the basics, the very basics of why we do what we do. Because if we can understand how people think about all of their decision making, we can also help others to identify and realize their goals. Why do we say that? Because if you're going to be a leader who desires to move the needle forward, if you are the kind of person who wants to bring the best out and reach the desired mission, the outcomes that you hope to achieve, you have to understand what motivates people. And if you can't understand that, we cannot even begin to move forward. So what motivates people? You know, I thought it would be something that was astronomically crazy, but it's not. It's pretty simple. It's this desire that stands between two different points, the point of pain and the point of pleasure. In fact, humanity, what we desire to do is seek pleasure and avoid pain. These are the very basics of humanity. You say, Nate, I actually like pain. Well, it might bring you pleasure, right? At the end of the day, those are guideposts in how we behave. In fact, it was Jeremy Bentham who said this. He said it in his book. I've got this copy, and it's really old. It's from 1789 in his book called Principles of Morals and Legislation. And in the very introduction, chapter one, the very first thing he says, he talks about the principle of utility. In fact, Jeremy Bentham was one of the progenitors, if you will, of our modern utilitarianism modern neoclassical economic theory on utility, what's utility is value, what people value and what people value they pursue. In fact, I believe that people pursue what they value no more, no less. And if we can begin to identify that as leaders, we can begin to influence in whatever capacity you desire, whether it's in economics, in commerce, in industry, in business, if you understand what people value to reduce their pain, to increase their pleasure in this specific area of leadership, of industry that you so lead in, whether it's you're selling bakery goods at a thrift shop. Why would you sell bakery goods at a thrift shop? I don't know. Whether you're selling a service and you're a physical fitness instructor, whether you are doing taxes or whether you are in sanitation or an educator, or any business, it's the same principle. Here is what Bentham said. Nature has placed mankind under the governance of two sovereign masters, pain and pleasure. It is for them alone to point out what we ought to do, as well as to determine what we shall do. On the one hand, the standard of right and wrong. On the other, the chain of causes and effects are fastened to their throne. They govern us in all we do, in all we say, in all we think. Every effort we can make to throw off our subjugation will serve but to demonstrate and confirm it. That's strong. Whatever it is in life that we're pursuing, some of them are helpful and constructive. Some of them are destructive. It might be a situation to where you're pursuing wealth from the perspective of, it brings me pleasure to know that I can 
provide for my family and make a provision and give them stability. You may be pursuing wealth because you are have an insatiable desire for greed and you find great pain in your journey. It is insatiable. You might find that you pursue pleasure in alcohol, drugs, and it gives you a temporary sense of reprieve from the world of pain that you live in. It clouds your circumstances and your judgment in such a way that it gives you solace, but just for a moment, because then what happens? You face pain again. You may be seeking pleasure from food and finding that chocolate cake makes me feel happy. You ever just binge eat when you're not feeling good? And then you realize, oh my goodness, I have pain because perhaps I was attempting to be healthy and I am no longer healthy. Perhaps it's gotten so far down the road that I may be facing major health concerns, heart disease, diabetes, other aspects through temporary pleasures. You might find that you find great pleasure in seeking God's will and his life in you, and you pursue that wholeheartedly. You might be seeking pleasure in making sure that the experiences that you create for those around you who you get to lead are a blessing. Whatever it is, you may be seeking pleasure, you may be avoiding pain, you may be pursuing pain because in some way it may provide you with some level of pleasure. These are the fundamentals of human needs. And you might find that if you understand these basics, the next thing that you realize is that, okay, I'm in a position of leadership, perhaps it's in my family, and you realize that if I'm going to be a family man, and I'm going to love my family. There may be pieces of my life I have to go through a little pain to provide pleasure for them. Maybe my pain is I have to, oh, I don't know. Maybe there's a wall or two that needs to get painted, and I don't want to paint it. I want to hire someone to paint it. But my spouse says, honey, we can hire someone to paint this wall in this room, but let's make a memory together. Let's paint it together. This is for our little baby's room. And let's enjoy the experience we create together. Now, you might think logically, but it would be quicker if someone else did it and we could utilize our time in other places, do something else. But that's not the point. The point is, is that it brings your spouse pleasure by you creating a memory with your spouse. So what do you do? You create that memory. Now you say, well, Nate, what if it brings me pain to do that? Well, I guess you have to answer the question, what is the greater pain? Is the greater pain not having a focus on creating wonderful memories with your spouse and experience? Is it selfishness? You say, Nate, well, shouldn't I concentrate on me? Well, at what cost? You got to pick what you are going to die on your sword on. If it's that kind of thing, I would suggest just do something wonderful, satisfying for someone else. You might find that that is reciprocated. Now you say, Nate, you don't know my spouse. My spouse would never reciprocate anything like that. Well, then there's a heart issue and that's something that needs to be dealt with. I'm not talking about your spouse's heart. I'm talking about your heart. Maybe, just maybe, you haven't convinced your spouse that you are worthy to be cared for in that way. Boy, you say, Nate, that is really hard. You don't understand. I'm abused. Well, if you're abused, then you need to perhaps move out of that environment. If it's mental abuse, if it's spiritual abuse, if it's physical abuse, 
you need to have safety. In fact, you have a right to be safe. I believe that there's two rights that we have. We have a right to seek peace in our lives. We have a right to have safety. And if things impede that right, we must find a way to have safety and peace. And uh, I don't think anyone should compromise that. Now, back to what I was saying. If you're not in a position that is unsafe or a lack of peace, and you want to truly lead others, find ways to understand what is truly satisfying and add value. When you're in a business environment, don't be a problem starter. Be a problem solver. Really, there's only two pieces to this. You can only be a problem solver or a starter. If you want to excel in business, if you want to do great work for your team, for your boss, for the company to meet the mission for all the customers, the clients, and all of the stakeholders, do what is valuable. Give your best work. And if you find consistently that you can't give your best work in a certain position, that may not be the best position for you. And likewise, as an employer, if you're in a situation to where you've done all the training, all the continuing education, you've given all the possible resources and someone still is not set up for success where they can thrive in that area, it is incumbent upon you, it is incumbent upon me as a leader to put them in a place that leads them to their best possible outcomes. They're genius. Sometimes you have to have a crucial conversation. Sometimes you have to have a difficult conversation to pull someone out of a chair when that chair is not the best and highest use of their skills. This has happened to me many times. And I've had to learn through my business that through assessments, you can only do what you can do. And sometimes you try to make a decision and try to get someone on a certain pathway and you realize that, and I'm not setting you up for success. I have to set you up for success. And Sometimes you might move someone into a different position and watch them flourish because the joy and the pleasure that they receive, because guess what? It's painful to fail. It's painful. And sometimes you find that you have failed and failed. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you must keep failing until you reach the winning point. Now, you have to discern when that is. Because if that's you and you know, I have got to get to the point where I have won because it will bring me such great joy and pleasure that you don't give up. In fact, in that case, which is different than simply being in the wrong seat, in that case, you might be flat on your face. You might be in a situation to where maybe it's not even work. Maybe it's just life. Maybe life has gotten you in such a low, dark place. Maybe you've had an challenges in your children, maybe your marriage, maybe maybe you've had infidelity, maybe you've had uh, substance abuse, maybe you've had lies and deceit and just broken and shattered dreams, and you're just flat on the floor, on your face, just crying out, and you don't know what to do. And you're faced with two pains. On the one hand, you have the pain of giving up, just giving it all up. And that's a hard pain. That's a pain that many, many people face. Someone listening right now is facing that pain. And on the other hand, you have the pain in getting up. That is a difficult pain because it requires such tremendous effort and strength and resolve and hope to move from giving up to getting up. But when the pain of giving up far outweighs the pain of giving up, you will get back up. It's a story of two pains. Sometimes you can't do it alone. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes it's not enough to muster the strength yourself. Sometimes your faith is weak in your own life, in humanity, in God. Sometimes someone has to come along 
and say, you are so weak right now. I understand. You can't even carry your own faith. Let me carry it for you. I believe that's what Jesus might have been talking about when he was talking about walking a mile with someone and carrying their stuff, their tunic, to walk two miles. Sometimes maybe they just need your help. Maybe someone needs your help right now. Maybe you're stronger and you're in a position to where you can carry the weight, you can carry the burden for someone you love, for someone you care for. You look that individual in their eyes and say, I will not let you stay in the kind of pain of giving up. I will help you get back up. We will overcome this. And you arise and then you give your very best and you overcome. And you walk into a position from pain to pleasure, from victim to victory, from futility to having a fantastic win. Pain and pleasure, they motivate us. They drive us. My suggestion, my recommendation is recognize when you are in a situation to where you understand the kinds of pleasures that are wise and not foolish, because some pleasure inevitably brings us more pain. As the ones I stated earlier, those are folly. Surround yourself with wisdom. Surround yourself with the kind of pleasure that is good and wholesome. Sometimes individuals in your life are bringing you pain. Not the kind of pain that's healthy, by the way. Kind of pain that's destructive. And sometimes you have to have those hard conversations. And you have to set up boundaries in your own life. I've had to do it in mine. People who I love, I've had to put up boundaries so that I can show that I respect myself. Do you respect yourself enough to put up boundaries? It could be a family member. It could be a loved one. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be a sibling. And you have to say, I'm sorry, but this is toxic. This is unhealthy. And I have a right to safety and peace in my life. And I am going to take back. I'm not going to give up my peace. I'm not going to give up my safety and my security. I'm not going to relinquish it. These are tough, but they're worth it. They're so very worth it. You might be in a situation right now where you're facing tremendous pain. Perhaps you've made some decisions in your community, in your business that have led you down a road full of angst, full of trial, full of heartache. The good news is you can say no. You might have said yes to some things that were taking you down a pathway that was not in line with your vision. And if you haven't established your vision, I highly suggest it because clarity of vision means clarity of power and purpose. And if you have clarity of power and purpose, You know where you're going, and that is so compelling to you because it's deep within the humanity within you. It's embedded as a part of your sense of being and who you are. It's indomitable. And something might be impeding that, and you know I must continue on. Press on day after day after day. Don't give up. There might be some times where you have to take a break. You have to stop. You have to regroup replenish, rejuvenate, get back up, and then tomorrow you get to fight another day. Pain and pleasure. If you are to be a person of influence, understand that. Look around you. Understand what brings people true joy, true purpose, and pleasure in your own life, with your own business, with your own family. Don't just give it for the sake of giving it. Only give it when you know it leads you to a shared vision of a future that's better than the current one, and my philosophy is the one that honors God, so that you can all be blessed and you can all prosper together in a way that elevates the common goal, elevates the common purpose to do wonderful things together as we grow, as we learn, 
as we love. Well, my friend, we did it again. I'm so glad you joined me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. If you've been with me on the show, listening in, you'll know this. But if you're new, you may not know that I created a free course for you that you don't need to provide an email address. You don't need to go anywhere, but to stay right here in the podcast. I created the very first six episodes of the podcast because I wanted you to have the kind of value that you need to take advantage of to thrive as a leader. If you haven't done that yet, listen to episodes one through six, and I'll see you on the next episode. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is A Call to Leadership.